Section 6 of Enoch Arden by Alfred Lord Tennyson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thus over Enoch's early silvering head the sunny and rainy seasons came and went year after year. His hopes to see his own and pace the sacred old familiar fields not yet had perished when his lonely doom came suddenly to an end another ship she wanted water blown by baffling winds like the good fortune from her destined course stayed by this isle not knowing where she lay for since the mate had seen at early dawn across a break on the mist wreathen isle the silent water slipping from the hills they sent a crew that landing burst away in search of stream or fount and filled the shores with clamour downward from his mountain gorge stepped the long-haired long-bearded solitary brown looking hardly human strangely clad muttering and mumbling idiot-like it seemed with inarticulate rage and making signs they knew not what and yet he led the way to where the rivulets of sweet water ran and ever as he mingled with the crew and heard them talking his long-bounden tongue was loosened till he made them understand whom when their casks were filled they took aboard and there the tale he uttered brokenly scarce credited at first but more and more amazed and melted all who listened to it and clothes they gave him and free passage home but oft he worked among the rest and shook his isolation from him none of these came from his county or could answer him if questioned aught of what he cared to know and dull the voyage was with long delays the vessel scarce seaworthy but evermore his fancy fled before the lazy wind returning till beneath a clouded moon he like a lover down through all his blood drew in the dewy meadowy morning breath of england blown across her ghostly wall and that same morning officers and men levied a kindly tax upon themselves pitying the lonely man and gave him it then moving up the coast they landed him even in that harbour whence he sailed before there enoch spoke no word to any one but homeward home what home had he a home his home he walked bright was that afternoon sunny but chill till drawn through either chasm where either haven opened on the deeps rolled a sea-haze and whelmed the world in grey cut off the length of highway on before and left but narrow breadth to left and right of withered holt or tilth or pasturage on the nigh-naked tree the robin piped disconsolate and through the dripping haze the dead weight of the dead leaf bore it down thicker the drizzle grew deeper the gloom last as it seemed a great mist-blotted light flared on him and he came upon the place then down the long street having slowly stolen his heart foreshadowing all calamity his eyes upon the stones he reached the home where annie lived and loved him and his babes in those far-off seven happy years were born but finding neither light nor murmur there 
a bill of sale gleamed through the drizzle crept still downward thinking dead or dead to me down to the pool and narrow wharf he went seeking a tavern which of old he knew a front of timber-crossed antiquity so propped worm-eaten ruinously old he thought it must have gone but he was gone who kept it and his widow miriam lane with daily dwindling profits held the house a haunt of brawling seamen once but now stiller with yet a bed for wandering men there enoch rested silent many days but miriam lane was good and garrulous nor let him be but often breaking in told him with other annals of the port not knowing enoch was so brown so bowed so broken all the story of his house his baby's death her growing poverty how philip put her little ones to school and kept them in it his long wooing her her slow consent and marriage and the birth of philip's child and o'er his countenance no shadow passed nor motion any one regarding well had deemed he felt the tale less than the teller only when she closed enoch poor man was cast away and lost he shaking his gray head pathetically repeated muttering cast away and lost again in deeper inward whispers lost but enoch yearned to see her face again if i might look on her sweet face again and know that she is happy so the thought haunted and harassed him and drove him forth at evening when the dull november day was growing duller twilight to the hill there he sat down gazing on all below there did a thousand memories roll upon him unspeakable for sadness by and by the ruddy square of comfortable light far blazing from the rear of philip's house allured him as the beacon blaze allures the bird of passage till he madly strikes against it and beats out his weary life for philip's dwelling fronted on the street the latest house to landward but behind with one small gate that opened on the waste flourished a little garden square and walled and in it throve an ancient evergreen a yew tree and all round it ran a walk of shingle and a walk divided it but enoch shunned the middle walk and stole up by the wall behind the yew and thence that which he better might have shunned if griefs like his have worse or better enoch saw for cups and silver on the burnished board sparkled and shone so genial was the hearth and on the right hand of the hearth he saw philip the slighted suitor of old times stout rosy with his babe across his knees and o'er her second father stooped a girl a later but a loftier annie lee fair-haired and tall and from her lifted hand dangled a length of ribbon and a ring to tempt the babe who reared his creasy arms caught at and ever missed it and they laughed and on the left hand of the hearth he saw the mother glancing often toward her babe but turning now and then to speak with him her son who stood beside her tall and strong and saying that which pleased him for he smiled end of section six